What a beautiful day. Amen. Well, we're wrapping up uh, the series we're doing on Fear Not today. And uh, we're going to be in Joshua 1 9 for the most part. Uh, but let's go to the Lord in prayer before we start. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you today and we give you thanks for your son Jesus. Through him we have uh, fellowship with one, with one another as brothers and sisters through faith that uh, we have this family that we can love and in return they love us and, and we can be accepted unconditionally. And that's one thing that I, I love about my family here and, and I pray that those who come through these doors feel that sense of love and acceptance as well. We love you, and we thank you for being here, Lord. We thank you for bringing uh, our friends and our, and our faith family here every week. And uh, so, Lord, we just ask that your Holy Spirit would fall on them today as we uh, study your word. And, and uh, Father, we learn more about trusting you because you can be trusted. So, um, Father, we just ask that you be glorified. We ask it all in the name of Jesus. Everybody says, Amen. So we're starting in Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9 mostly. Uh, just to give you a little context, we see that the, uh, the Israelites are camped out on the east side of the Jordan River, and Moses has just died because of their unbelief and their disobedience to God. None of Moses' generation lived, other than two people, lived to see and inhabit the promised land. God allowed Moses to get up on the mountain and look over and see all that land, but he said that you wouldn't enter it, and then Moses died. And uh, God had punished them for their disbelief and their unbe uh, disobedience, and, and uh, that generation would not enter the promised land, but the one that came up would. And when God laid down the law and told them what was happened, it says that they repented and they, they started abiding, obeying God's law and teaching their children, the next generation, to trust God and to obey his commands and that they would be the generation that would enter into that promised land. So that's the stage that we see set before us and if, if you will, we're just going to read uh, Joshua 1, 9 here real quick, then we'll break it down a little bit. In chapter 1, verse 1, if you're in your Bible, say amen when you're there. Okay. So, and I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. My grandchildren and, and uh, Nathaniel's family bought me a new Bible a while back, and, and uh, so I thought I'd use it today. So if it looks a little different from what I've been reading in the past, that's why. Uh, but it's the Holy Spirit that speaks through his word, amen? No matter what uh, translation it is, God can speak through his Holy Spirit to anything in any translation. I believe that with all my heart. So it says, uh, the Lord's charge to Joshua. After the death of, uh, death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land that I'm giving them. I promise you that 
promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. Verse 5 says this. Pay attention. (laughs) No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. Very important phrase here, the last part of chapter verse 5. I will not fail you or abandon you. Did you get that? I will not fail you or abandon you. Isn't this God we serve, a mighty God? He will never ab- abandon us or fail us. Never, ever. You know, and uh, we're never alone. That statement right there, I am with you as I was with Moses, and I will not fail you or abandon you. And that's what this sermon message is about today. We're never alone. We're not alone. He is with us always. He's omnipresent. Amen? He is with us always. <clears throat> so we see that, that, that they're with us always. And it's also said that no one would be able to stand against them. As long as you live. Kind of reminds me of Romans chapter 8, 31. It says, if God is for us, who can be against us? And I want you to know something. God's on your side. He loves you. He cares for you. And he wants you to win. You're not just built for this life. You're built for the one to come. And he wants you to live in this life. And, and he wants you to live it to the full. Remember Jesus' words? I come to give you life. And give it to the full. And when trials and sorrows of this world come, guess what? He's walking through it with us. He gives us power and strength to get through anything. He is with us always. You know, and and that's very key too because one of the things that I've learned in my life, the closer I draw near to God, the closer he draws to me. James 4, 8, I think James said that, right? Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Then it says what? If you resist the devil, he will what? He will flee from you. And we saw that happening at the temptation of Jesus, didn't we? We saw that when when Jesus resisted his temptations, he fled. He had no more power because we're not listening to him because he's not who, who we belong to any longer. And when he comes, and he comes to steal, to kill, destroy, to instill fear and doubt in our minds, we can say, get behind us, Satan, because we're not listening to you no more. We listen to the Lord our God. He won't fail you or abandon you. Romans 13, 5 kind of mentions this too. He mentions verse 5 in in Hebrews chapter 13. And then verse 6, it says this, so we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. So I will have no fear. None. The Lord is our helper. So we will have no fear. And if the Lord is your helper, do you trust him enough not to be afraid? Because like I shared a couple of weeks ago, 365 times or three, a lot of times, I don't know. Somebody said 365. Somebody said fear was mentioned in the Bible 500. But do not fear specifically was mentioned around... Now, they said 365, but only, I think I found it was only like 200. 
That's still a lot, isn't it? That's still a lot. Still a lot. If we look a little further, it says in verse 6, Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land that I've swore to their ancestors that I would give them. And you have to understand something about Joshua. You know, he was Moses' assistant, and he's got two million people to take care of and to lead over in this land to overcome and defeat all these foreign armies that they're coming in, into this land that they're going to inhabit. They've got to, they're going to, they're not taking, they're not giving this land up easily, right? They're having to go and take it, and they're having to go to battle, and the Lord is going to go with them, and he's telling them to be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. And if you look down through 6 through verse 9, four verses, Three times the Lord tells Joshua to be strong and courageous. Do you think he might have got the point? In the very last verse, or the very last time he says it, in verse 9, he says, I command you, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Joshua was appointed by God to lead these people, not, notwithstanding that he was Moses' assistant, but he also trusted God. You remember when they sent the 12 spies into the promised land to, to scope it out and see what it was? There was only two of them that came back and trusted God and said, we can do this because God is with us. Caleb and, jo- and jo- Joshua, right? So get this. Joshua put his full confidence in the Lord, and the Lord is putting his full confidence in Joshua. You want to do great things for the Lord? Trust that he can do them. Trust that he can do them because he can through you. You can do all things. Philippians 4.13, I believe, right? For I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But along with the be strong and courageous, God also gave him some, some other things that he needed to do. He said, be strong in verse 7. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in all you do. So he's, he's reminding them that you've got to be obedient. You've got to, 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 to obey this law that I gave Moses and handed down to you all. And don't deviate from the left or from the right. And, you know, there's a lot of people even in our world and back then too false teachers that would come and try to distract and, 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 and um, turn somebody a different direction than what God has for them. You know, it's, it's, and it's not helpful, and, and that's what he's warning Joshua about. He says in verse 8, study this book instruction continually. Meditate on, it, meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Study this book of instruction continually and meditate on it day and night. You know, that's one thing I love about God is he gave me his word. And, you know, I, I spend a lot of time in the word. And I, and I do. I love to meditate on, okay, God, I don't quite understand these verses. What, what, what are you wanting me to do? What is it, what is it that you are, are, are wanting for me through what you're speaking out of your word, you know, and 
and I have this Holy Spirit conversation with God a lot of times on, on things that, that, that I don't understand. And through Holy Spirit, he sometimes brings me revelation. And sometimes it comes through other people. Sometimes it might come through a song I hear. Sometimes it might just be from reading his word a little more. Because, you know, we can take little verses and just pull them out of context and it doesn't mean anything what it, what it reads, you know. So you got to really deep, kind of delve deeper. And, and a lot of times when you're especially in the New Testament because they're, re, re, uh, they're uh, referring to, to Old Testament Scripture and you read something there that you don't quite understand it, well, if you look in the reference notes and you find out where that came from, you can go back and read just like I did here with the, uh, uh, verse 5 when we, we, we see in Hebrews 13, 5 where they reference Joshua 1, 5. In, in Hebrews chapter 13, you know, so that kind of gives it more context and, and it's just so complex and it's just marvelous and exciting to me to be able to, to study his word. And I don't have all the answers by any stretch of the imagination, but I want to, I want to. And if you study this book of instruction continually, meditate on it day and night, and be sure to obey everything written in it, then surely you will prosper and succeed in all you do. I don't know about you, but I don't know too many people want to fail. God's laid us a foundation of how to succeed right here. Right here. Verse 9, here's the command. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you, Wherever you go, there he is, never alone. He's with you wherever you go, ever, wherever you go. You know, that four, three times in four verses, even in the command, be strong and courageous, kind of echoes what Paul said in the New Testament in, in Ephesians when he was talking about the armor of God, right? Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Because when we don't have the strength, guess who does? When we don't have the strength to go through situations, guess who does? And he will give us that strength. In the hardest, darkest days of my life, my God was with me. He's always been with me. And he will never fail me and he will never abandon me. That's his promise. And if you're here today and you feel like you're all alone in this world, let me put a little truth to you right now. You're not. Jesus is as close as the mention to his name. He is right here today wanting us to cry out to, you, to him. We don't have to be discouraged or afraid any longer. You know, this world, we're going to have a lot of trials and troubles, aren't we? It says in John chapter 16, verse 33, that I have told you all this so that you might have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. Be strong and courageous. He's overcome this world and all of the trials and the sorrows that we have. <clears throat> it's been said that courage is the, not the absence of fear, but the overcoming of it. Well, who is the overcomer of that fear? Jesus. 
is. He has freed us from the bondage of our fear. Fear of life, even fear of death. Hebrews chapter 2 verses 14 spoke to me because I had that fear. It says that since the children of God are flesh and blood, he too became human so that by his death he might destroy him who has power over death, that is the devil, thus freeing those who all of their lives have been held in bondage by their fear of death. I've been set free. How about you? As you know, Psalm 34 is a, is a psalm that's close to my heart, and it could be my testimony. And in verse 4, it says this, I prayed to the Lord, and he answered me. He freed me from all of my fears. He did. He did. Verse 6, in my desperation, I prayed, and the Lord listened, and he saved me from all of my troubles. He will. He will. Verse 8, taste and see that the Lord is good all the time, and he is with you. He has your best interest at need. And the thing that I found about trusting and tasting in the Lord is the more I trust, the more I taste, the more I see that he's good. And the more that I see he's good, then I know that I can approach him with anything. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we might receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. We can do that boldly. We can say, God, I need you today. Can you help me? Because nobody in this world can but you. You're not alone. Remember Joshua 1.9, I just quoted it. Do not be discouraged or afraid, for your Lord, the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He is. You know, David wrote in Psalm 139, and he spoke about this. Verse 5, Psalm 139, verse 5 through 10. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. Too great for me to understand. Verse 7, I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the grave, you're there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the, by the forest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. Guys, God is with us wherever we go. In Matthew 28, 20, Jesus promised this. Teach the new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you even to the end of the age. He's with us to the end of the age, folks. You're not alone. He loves you. He wants what's best for you. Will you trust him today? Will you trust him with your sorrows, with your trials? Will you lay it at his feet? Because he wants you to. What's that verse he, he talks about? Casting all of our burdens on him. 
for he cares for us. First Peter 5, I think it is. And he also says this, come to me, all you who are weary and heavily laden, for I will give you rest for your souls. For my burden, I think it goes as my yoke is easy, my burden is light, and I am gentle in spirit. See, we have a God who's not a harsh God. He loves us. He's gentle in spirit. And he wants you to lay that burden down with him. You don't have to carry it alone. You're not alone. Because that's what Satan wants you to think that you are. But you're never alone. I think I read it some time ago. There was a saying somewhere, a phrase. I don't even know where I saw it. It said this that the only thing that Satan has to do to succeed is convince people he doesn't exist. <laughs> you know, he's not doing anything. He's not discouraging you. He's not putting seeds of doubt in your mind. He's not coming to steal your joy or anything like that. But we have somebody who's more powerful than him. He defeated him at the grave. He's defeated him at every turn. We know at the end, we've read the back of the book, we know who wins, right? Joshua put his full confidence in the Lord. The Lord blessed him and put his confidence in him. How about you? Are you willing to do that today? Before we start with communion, well, that's a short message, wasn't it? Seemed like. I talked up pretty fast, I guess. Uh, but we're going to have communion here for a little bit. But I would like uh, for us just to, just to spend some time in the Lord and uh, just just to let the Lord examine your heart. And I'd like to ask you something as you seek his face. Ask him, okay, Lord, what areas of my life have I not surrendered to you? What am I still holding on to that's keeping me from receiving all that you want me to receive and to have all the joy that you want me to have? Some of you are going to know that answer pretty quick, aren't you? Some of you might take a little longer. I know what mine is. But today, after I've studied and read all this today, I want to put my full confidence in God that he can take away my, my trials and my sorrows. All I have to do is lay them down to him and put my full trust in him. Be obedient to his spirit today. And if you're here today and you need prayer, we have people here that will pray for you. I would pray for you. Sean's here. Merlin. Nathaniel's back there. We would love to pray for you. Souls and musicians, would you come and play? Just spend a little time, and if you, if you need prayer, and if you don't know who to go to or, or anything like that, but if you feel like you need prayer, would you just raise your hands? People around you will come and pray for you. We're a praying church, you know that? And there's no condemnation. Nobody's going to look down upon you because we're all there. We're all sinners saved by grace. So in this time, just, just, just minister and let the Lord minister in your heart and, and, and quietly wherever you're at you can either come here or 
where you're at, just raise your hand and somebody will come to pray with you. Just spend some time and just laying things down to the Lord, putting our trust in him. Can we do that? Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you. and Father, as a result of this, this word today, Father, it's prompted me to, to trust you more fully. When I want to take things in my own hands that you want me to leave in yours, Lord, I lay them down. I lay them down at your feet. I trust you, God. Lord, for the sorrows and the burdens and the trials that I'm going through right now, Father, I know you're with me. So will you lift these off of me because I can't live my life to the full with these things weighing me down. Lord, sometimes I feel like a hypocrite when I do things that's contrary to your word and what you've called me to be. So I surrender them to you, Lord, because I want to grow in my relationship with you. I want to have a relationship like Joshua had, where I put my trust in you. I don't fear man any longer. Because in the end, it doesn't matter what men think. It only matters what God thinks. So, Lord, for us who's been held in bondage, come and set these captives free. And, Lord, just a minute, we're going to observe the Lord's Supper. He came and he died that we might have that freedom. His body was pierced for our transgressions. And his blood was shed that we might be washed white as snow. So, Father, we remember his sacrifice and we accept it. We thank you for it. And, Lord, through us, innocent to us, we ask that you would be glorified. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray.